2: Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars
1: fans. I am Matt Starwind. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. So, Ez,
2: another day, another question for you, and... The question is, how long can you actually hang out in hyperspace? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because if I know anything about Star Wars, it's that you're never in hyperspace too long. I mean, if you're in hyperspace longer than, like, a few minutes, you're probably way outside the galaxy. I mean, am I right or am I just completely, totally, and
1: (laughs) utterly wrong wrong. in that statement? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I would say you're wrong. See, I mean— because the whole idea is that when you're in hyperspace, you get, I mean, look at it—you got time to play a little space chess. You can sit down. You can do some training on on the Falcon. I mean, gee, many Obi Wan's training Luke. I mean, mm. I don't know, man. I feel like that's quite a bit of time. I, lo, lo, I, here's we say it at the end of of every show, you know. I mean, traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops, okay? Right.
2: It's not. It's not just a pop in. No. Here you go. No, See no, in two no. seconds, type of a thing, right?
1: No, not at all, not at all. I mean, matter of fact, let me just take you to the text here. Let me just take you to the text. Here. Okay. So we're reading something. This is um, Star Wars Outbound Flight. Uh, this is I don't know, it's a little author called uh, Timothy Zahn. Kind of. A, yeah, maybe,
2: maybe
1: maybe you've maybe you've heard of it. Kind of that. a
2: big deal, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, Lee. Well, yeah, I think it's opening chapter here. We're talking about the uh, the hyperdrive. You know, we're always working on that in the Falcon and different. Uh, Spacecraft there in Star Wars. But uh, yeah, it says here that... Uh, let me see. You've got Quentin, Um, He's working on the hyperdrive for like over four hours. Um, yeah, sometime during the first hour, as near as Cardus could figure, from the readings tumbling across the display, they left the relatively well-known territory of the Outer Rim, passing into the shallow section of the far less well-known territory known as Wild Space. Sometime early... In the fourth hour, they left even that behind and crossed the hazy line into the unknown regions. So I don't know if if I'm hanging out if I've got four hours and we're just you know Earth I think it's a good time to hang out. We're gonna hang mm-hmm. out. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a few things. So what
2: you're saying is that hyperspace. You know, if you were to travel in hyperspace for over five minutes, you would certainly not be outside <laughs> of the galaxy.
1: I don't think you would. I don't think you would be. But Okay. i don't know that's that's kind of why just, we... it's just it's just like it's
2: just a quote i i, I found you know I, I saw some people online talking about you know the logistics of hyperspace yes and i don't know if it was too much for those for those individuals i just don't know if they really do the math or actually study star wars um but it's just something, <laughs> something i something i saw that i was just i was just i was bringing this up with you i was like oh dude i just i just saw this thing online these people were talking about hyperspace and i was like Saying, you know, oh, like five minutes and you're outside the galaxy and you were like, uh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, let me just go do a I little mean, bit of um yeah, of d- d- research here. I mean, you know, first,
1: look at the first movie. I mean, look like look at how long they were. I mean they, like, well, training,
0: you know, there's stuff yeah.
1: happening there, there's a game of chess going down. I mean, every legends book you read, they're making a nerf steak, mm-hmm. they're taking a shower, you know, they're meditating. I mean wow.
2: There's a lot of fake there's a lot of fake Star Wars news out there. You got to yes. be careful. I, I I saw it and I was like, "Hey, yes, how long actually do you hang out in hyperspace?" Cuz these guys are saying 5 minutes and you're outside the galaxy and you're just like uh, you know, making me felt me make me I felt like an idiot just for bringing it up, yeah. let alone being the one who's saying it. So, Jesus.
1: Oh, Jamie, the Christmas. Dude, I take so, it. All right. Well, yeah,
2: it's now great. we've got the logistics of it, so you can actually hang out in hyperspace. Yes, you
1: can. You can hang out in hyperspace. You Perfect. can have a good time, and uh, yeah, it's it's actually a lot of fun. So, and that's what we do here. You know, that's
2: what we do, man. I, you know, I just I like I I'm, I need the answers to the questions that no one's asking. Right. Okay. Yes. And I'm sure some people are like, can you actually hang out in hyperspace? Yeah. Well, you can. It's been answered. Yes, you can. You can. You can take a nap. You can. You can. You know what? There's hyperspace routes. You know, you and I were reading. God, yeah. Um, some comics back in the day. The Knights of the Older Not was it, What was the? What was the comics we were reading? Where the guy they were coming up with the. The hyperspace routes. Well, there was Knights of the Old um, Republic,
1: that was for sure. And then. There are. Um,
2: there are Knights. Oh, this was like ancient. Oh, was it ancient Je- Mysteries of oh, the Oh, Tales mm, of the Jedi Knight? Or. Tales of the Jedi Knight, yeah. yeah and um, they were working. Remember, they, they were working on the, 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 the hyperspace routes. Yes. And, and oh, yeah. like yeah. That. That's like well, what they got paid for. It's like, oh, if you could find a, a good route. I think it's the. You sold it to traders.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, Let me see here. Known hyperspace lanes. I mean, there are. There are several of them in uh, in Star Wars. I mean, one of the things we talk about, like the Kessel Run, when you look at some of that, and you look at like just just the navigating through that, why that's so difficult, why they have to stop, start. You look at um, I'm trying to think. It was in I think it was Master and Apprentice. They were working on securing a hyperspace lane. That was sort of the whole you know thing. Yeah, it's the um, is it Haiti, uh, the the Hydean, Hydean Way. I think uh, mm-hmm. it's yep. it's the only hyperlane that crossed the entire galaxy. Uh, so, so there's that, but yeah, I mean, plenty. It's actually kind of cool when you look at, like, even like the old Republic times, and you looked at what maybe, like, uh, during the, like the Sith War and things like that. It was really important as to who controlled which hyperspace lane and the routes for supply and resources and things like that. So, uh, that was what I thought was really neat and fascinating when you got into some of the legend and material and the EU and the lore and all that good stuff, because it, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. So perfect,
2: yeah, man. Well, as long I'm down, I'm just glad we got it. We got it figured out here. So you yeah, know, yeah, you can hang out in hyperspace. Anyone who tries to tell you wrong is uh, <laughs> they're just leading you astray.
1: They are they're leading you down to you know, it's a it's a dark path. I would say it's uh it, m- it might be dabbling in the dark side uh, pretty heavily. So, but anyways, All yeah. Right. Well, hey man, how you doing, dude? I'm doing okay. Uh, actually, really have been doing some meditation myself quite honestly. And I've been thinking a lot about, like I've been looking at all these TV spots that have been coming out recently. You know, Disney's, uh, you know, Lucasfilm, Star Wars releasing the TV spots. And dang, dude, it's looking good. It's starting to, it's, it's really, like, Star, like the Rise of Skywalker is looking really solid. And I am just mm-hmm. stoked out of my mind. And I can't believe we don't, like it's it's not that far away. We still have some more Mandalorian to get through. Um, sounding like there's going to be some maybe tie in with the Mandalorian, which is epic. I, it, it's just, it's fascinating. And also to hear the cast talk recently in interviews about what's going on, dude, I'm floored. I am literally floored. And mm-hmm. and here's the thing. We actually, so you and I running some of the other podcasts that we have, I, we have a lot of reading to do. And I started to kind of deviate from my star Wars reading just because I wanted to keep up on some of that, but dude, I, I can't help it. Like, a, like I get closer and closer to this. And I'm I'm still working my way through Resistance Reborn, and I went back and listened to a couple other um, novels I haven't had a chance to listen to, and I even went back and just listened to just for fun some of my Legends material, just because I'm like I'm in the spirit right now, and I'm like mm-hmm. just really ready to go. Yeah, you know, thanks to Disney Plus, I've been I've been starting to dive into Rebels
2: a little bit, been doing a rewatch of the movies. It's just great, man. I'm just getting pumped for it. Um, you know, obviously Mandalorian, I just I love. You know, and speaking of which, really quick here, I just because I had this pulled up um i've I've been running a couple polls on twitter Mm -hmm. right yeah um you know one of the polls i ran here i said if one released tomorrow and you had to choose the remaining episodes of season one of mandalorian or star wars episode nine had 27 votes uh i chose mandalorian season one man i think it's just because it's here and i mean rise of skywalker still seems so far away from me but i mandalorian i'm just in love you know, every yeah. episode just like it gets better and better and better, um, but surprisingly, forty one percent Mandalorian, fifty nine percent Rise of Skywalker. I think that's a testament to how good Mandalorian has been.
1: Yes, for sure. It's what well, isn't it? Doesn't it had, uh, broke some record or something? Didn't it? Isn't it like mm-hmm. one of the like? It's like the most watched like TV show right now. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. yeah, it's great.
2: I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, also, ran another poll here. I just want to qu- uh, quickly talk about because. This this last episode of Mandalorian the memes on the internet are just hilarious. I've got one on my Twitter. I uh, I found where it's the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda like uh you know Baby Yoda's touching the the buttons on the ship and oh, so, like yeah. somebody put in some music and he plays some music and the Mandalorian switches it. It's just so funny cuz just the way they they go back and forth. Baby Yoda is just <clears throat> he's taking over the he's taking over. Oh, he is. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's it's actually it's, he's taking over.
1: Yeah, I my kids have asked so, me about him yeah, he's, he's great. So I
2: said, cutest creature in Star Wars. This had fifty four votes on um, on my Twitter, had uh, I think about another like thirty or forty votes or so on our Facebook page, but the results were actually just about the same on either poll. Um, so this one from my Twitter, over fifty four votes. 11% Ewoks. Oh, the, uh, excuse me. The the uh, categories, I guess I should say that, was Ewoks, Porgs, and Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11% Ewoks, only 2% Porgs. Well, yeah. Yeah. 87% Baby Yoda. You know, a year ago, everyone was talking about, oh, man, the Porgs are just so cute. They're better than Ewoks. And I kept telling them they're wrong. I I'm right. not a Porg guy. I'm out on the Porgs. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. I felt they were... They were it was unnecessary in Last Jedi. It felt like it was crammed down our throats. Yep. And you know what? The internet has come around because thanks to Baby Yoda and people <laughs> are like, you know what? The Ewoks they really are better than the Pork. So that's where we're at. Eighty-seven percent Baby Yoda cutest creature in Star Wars history. I mean, I think that's it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty clear.
1: Yeah. That's that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I mean, well, so like that's been the thing. They were, they were talking about the the creation of Baby Yoda. Uh, if you look up some of this stuff behind the scenes. And whether to use you know a, a puppet or not, this whole back and forth, and mm-hmm. it, they made they made a great decision, they made a great call, and it, it's it's really cool. Like I was watching uh, an, an interview with Daisy Ridley just the other day, and she said like the Porgs were not there, we could not see them, mm-hmm. uh, they were just birds, and she was like, I was on that island for. Yeah, I don't know. Days, weeks, whatever it was, and they show up and they're there for two seconds, and everyone's like, "Oh, look at look at how cool they are!" So she, even she was, sort of like, "I'm out with the porgs," so she's she's done. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out.
2: You Chewbacca grilling one was like the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, so get the pork, get the porgs out of there. But yeah, Baby Yoda, you know, and really it it's clearly it's clearly some sort of a hybrid. Right. Of like a puppet as a NCB and, and CGI, because obviously does things that a puppet can't do. So sure. they do that blend like really, really well. It, it works really well. And I, and I I didn't actually read an interview with it, but I saw a bunch of people posting on Twitter and Facebook that um, Werner Herzog. um mm-hmm. Uh, they guess they initially wanted to use CGI, and that he called he called like the CGI team, uh, cowards, saying, like, oh, you could do it, you know, like whatever <laughs> you it, it's not that hard, yeah. And it's great, you know, I going back and watching it, it's weird because you know, we've we've had this discussion before a little bit about you know, you go back and you watch four, five, and six, and the the puppets just look. I just think they look better. Um, then sure. they add in some CGI stuff, but they do it very, it, it's not in your face. It's just kind of like, clearly like in transition scenes and stuff like that. When George Lucas went and re-added stuff. So it doesn't really ever feel too out of place. Right. Then you go and you watch one, two and three and everything is CGI. And so again, I think it works. And in, then you get to, well, you know, except with like, you know, episode one had some puppets, which I do still actually think that the puppet Yoda in episode one looks better than the CGI Yoda I will still I will I will still always attest to that but yep. then you get to episode seven where they have the mixture and then some of the CGI characters just seem really out of place
1: yeah for sure have
2: have you ever thought that it, some of the, it's like wow you know we go from the CGI to the to the puppets and you know they have some of that in episode eight as well where they they do that blend and that that to me feels even more kind of awkward
1: and sometimes yeah it just depends on what they all what uh, what they have in the shot i think um Mm -hmm. if there are other just what props they have how much it was cgi and then because sometimes they're even doing some of that uh oh what's it called like that facial recognition stuff like where the Mm -hmm. right exactly yeah so that's all interesting um i don't know much about it but i I think it's just the, the more practical you you can make it and like the real life, uh, like like even the sets, mm. just just having really well built sets, I feel like is, uh, is just a better way, way to go. Man. So
2: it is, it is, it is, yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you. It is, it is better.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Baby Yoda, right, ta- well taking the internet by storm.
2: Baby uh, Baby Yoda taking the internet by storm. So, all right, guys, well we have a handful of uh, transmissions to get to today. Um, got about uh, four here. This one from Wes. From OC he says hello there. I have a juicy detail from Master and Apprentice, which he says is great books. Um, in the course of going through, which is the it's Qui Gon Jinn, Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi. It is also where Sir um, Ezra says it would probably be your best place to start.
1: Yeah, if you I wanted I, to I get I into so. the books. Yeah, I think it's a, if you're looking at mm-hmm. canon books, I think it's a great place to start. And it's because it's nice blend of it's new and it's 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 recent and it's also like sort of at the beginning of that timeline. So. You can pick right up there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so he says, uh, so in the course of going through Qui-Gon
2: and Dooku's interest in the Jedi prophecies, they dropped a real big one. Here it is. He who learns to conquer death will, through his greatest, strength, greatest student, will live again. So he's saying, wow. you know, through death, da- he, he who learns to conquer death, through his greatest student, will live again. Uh, so he says, "What does this mean?" I personally think that it means, without a shadow of a doubt, that we will see Anakin Force Ghost, or at le- or at the very least, some sort of closure. But it, it begs a question: Did Darth Vader and Palpatine discover immortality? Food for thought. West from OC.
1: Yeah. So th- uh, thanks, man. I mean, oh, this is this is cool. This is this is a good one. There was actually quite a few juicy little uh, details in Master and Apprentice, like some things that were prophesied or, or what have you. And this one was interesting. So he who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student, um, live again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? So who would have conquered death? Is that Palpatine? And then, you know, through his greatest student, he will live again. Would that be uh, so, so through Vader, is it, is it basically meaning that, Mm -hmm. um, See, I, I almost wonder if it, if it's if it's Palpatine, you know, he who learned to conquer death will through his greatest student live again, or is he talking about, like, through Ben Solo? Is it someone who, through Snoke, he's been right. mentoring? Um, well, you yeah, you know, something that's interesting to me
2: is this idea of kind of immortality, right? Yeah. That we could be talking about, you know, we've been talking about a lot here with, with, with the idea of Palpatine, possibly some sort of transference. Uh, You know, either through clones or Rey or Kylo Ren or or, um, you know, like the contingency plan, all that kind of stuff that his will will be carried on. And then, you know, he talks about the idea of, you know, in episode three with Anakin um, being able to save people from death. Right. Being able to prevent death. And then you on the other side, you kind of have the Jedi With their almost way, it's not necessarily in our in our face as much as it is kind of with with Palpatine a little bit there, right in Episode Three, um, but living on through the Force, right? And so there's almost like there's you have these two different ideals in the Jedi and the Sith in the way they use the Force and what side of the Force they're on, and also now maybe this idea of life preservance, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think I think I know there is in in Legends. Or the extended universe, as I still like to call it, mm-hmm. um, ancient, ancient Sith who did try to do that, like l- you, like transfer their their kind of essence into somebody else through the Force.
1: Yeah, for sure, and and I think that's what they're getting back to. This is kind of their own version to it, maybe. Um And, and I, I've heard, and I, I don't know if this is true or not. We, we read some stuff on Reddit. We've listened to people talk. Um, spoilers, or not, you know, potential spoilers. And it's it's a big sort of debate. I don't know if JJ confirmed this or not like or, or maybe someone um, working on the film but I, I heard that like Palpatine may be back in the flesh right it, so either he didn't die at all right or he died and he came back or is it he's there's there's a is there a fleshly being that he has as you say passed his essence on because so looking at the prophecy here um, yeah let me go down here and just look at this real quick. He who learns to conquer death will, through his greatest student, live again. So let's say Palpatine learned before six how to conquer death, and then does is his greatest student Vader? I mean, I would say you know Anakin Skywalker has got to be like like that's someone who he's teaching and he's guiding or or whatever. So he let's see, he has the knowledge, but then he has to use his. I mean, d- does he need to? Like on the dark side, I'm almost imagining like if if uh, his if his greatest student is is um, Anakin Skywalker and is sacrificing himself for his son Luke, is that the moment? Is that the perfect moment that he was trying to foresee that he would need uh, to make make things happen? You know, I, because in aftermath, it, it's it's mentioned that he that Palpatine saw many different you know potential outcomes. I mean, had had really sort of been. Looking, that's why he sets up the contingency plan. So, I, I think that's that's something to kind of think about. So, I, I almost wonder if it's something further back, and this maybe is 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 um, foreshadowing or explaining that uh, Palpatine would be just that he would live. So, now the other thing that people might be thinking here is that is Palpatine did he just survive and he's still su- you know super old and he's he's figured out now after six how to conquer death and then is going to use his air quote greatest student to live again and is that ben or is it still anakin i don't know i mean that's that's sort of hard to we can speculate about it and that's what's fun but it's 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 a tough i one. would yeah i would say anakin is still his his greatest student right we, we don't even know if, if ben actually was his student so right mm-hmm. i mean as far as we know right. snoke is is the one who according to leia deceived ben and turned him to the dark side it was mm-hmm.
2: him yeah, you know, now I, I've, been he- I've been hearing rumors, uh, uh, and not necessarily rumors, but people talking about, um, you know, the idea that we're going to hear more about you know, cloning and all this stuff. Um, and, so I, and I've seen some people online talking about, like, well, the idea of uh, Snoke. And you and I, we've talked about this months ago, right? The idea that Snoke is actually, he's, maybe he's either a Palpatine clone or Palpatine is controlling him. Sure, right. Yeah. And so really Snoke's been a puppet Snoke was really just a puppet. Right. And so it was Palpatine really controlling Kylo Ren, maybe trying to strike back at Luke somehow. And then also um, seeing the, the potential in, in, in Ray and bringing them together and that he was the one who actually created the force bridge. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so here's something. So let me just read okay. uh, what. So we've got a couple prophecies here, and actually, while we're on the prophecies, we might as well talk about them. So, things that came out of uh, Master and Apprentice. So again, I, I think by giving you some of the prophecies that are listed there, it, it's not going to take away from the from the overall story. Um, mm-hmm. There's still a lot of twists and turns and surprises, and who's who's apprentice, and it's it's, it's got a major twist at the end that this will not spoil. Um, one of the prophecies here, well, actually. So according to, and this is I'm getting, um, if you if you just search master and apprentice prophecies, there's a list of them. There's like six that come up, and they're listed on various you know sites. So this is like uh, I'll give credit here, Dork Side of the Force, which is pretty cool. It's a great name, and they've had some really good articles in the past. Uh, they speculate that uh, that quote we the prophecy we just spoke about, uh, he who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again. They say this looks like. Uh, one that could be directly related to Qui-Gon. It would be very interesting if, while Qui-Gon was studying the prophecies, this one um, was about him. Or did the prophecy only become about him because he read it and learned there is another type of life after death? So I don't. That's not how that's not how I read that one originally. You know, mm-hmm. like he who learns to conquer death uh, will, through his greatest student live again, so they're talking about, like, sort of through, is it, what is it, through Obi-Wan? Well, well,
2: I mean, well, oh, we'll think about, but, you know, think about this, though, is, I mean, you could almost make the argument of Obi-Wan, right? I mean, Obi-Wan, not, not Qui-Gon with Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan with Luke, right? Is, you know, Luke... Uh, Luke receives the training from Obi-Wan when he becomes a Force ghost. And then, I think it's possible we're going to see a Luke Force ghost... Well, I I, I would say oh, it's yeah. like 100% confirmed we're getting a Luke Force sure. ghost in yeah. Episode 9. But is he going to be possibly talking to... Um, is he going to be talking to Ray? I mean, Ray doesn't... Re- I can't imagine that Ray would be Luke's greatest student. Oh, I see. I, I mean, he, he, he trained her for like a day. But... It could be him – and, I again, Ben Demption. I'm a big Ben Demption guy. You and I yeah, talked about yeah. this. What if it's Luke as a force goes talking to Kylo Ren, you know, Ben Solo?
1: Dude, first of all, I, I have so many chills when I think about, like, Luke speaking <laughs> to Ben. I'm just sort of like, like – Through because, the forest. Like, what makes – what gets – what really gets to me, man? Like, you, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent here because – like when you go right ahead when you used to ask me about
2: we've got time i mean you know we're just you know, traveling we're at, through we hyperspace. got time in
1: hyperspace don't we we got a lot of time um so you used to ask me going into the last jedi like hey what's the one thing you need and we talked about this before but i i needed that master skywalker moment i needed him to be like that guy you know from from legends and, and let me i'm gonna go on two tangents here okay just because whoa, man it went from one to two hey, man, okay I, it, I mean... look i uh you know Gear it down. I don't know. Go back there and you know tinker with the hyperdrive. We're really gonna need a little bit more time here, okay? Um, so Luke, like in in Legends, was a boss. He was he was epic. He was awesome. And people often will say the Last Jedi kind of took away from that, and that it stole his his thunder in a way. And I think they point to just the one thing where it's like okay, he ignited his lightsaber um, over top of his his nephew. Right. What? What? I I honestly, I think, and I'm just going to be real technical here. And this is me justifying things. You can say that in my mind, whatever. It's just the way I look at it. And when I watch the movie, this is what I think. So when he's looking, using the force to look into his mind, he sees Snoke. He sees evil. He sees these things that are there. That the 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 dark side. That is what he ignited his lightsaber. You know, against. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well So, I I was real quick. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: I don't want to derail you real yeah. quick. Go ahead and look at uh, the brand new game, right? Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Kyle Kestis says, you know, when I meditate, he's like, he's like, I can't control it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a big, that's a big deal. He says sure. it right at the very beginning of the game. He's he, you go, he goes into these force meditations and he says, he's like when I'm in there, I, I can't control it. Yes. Yes. He, 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 he struggled even when. Um, I think he was at the academy. Is is almost, or you know, when he was when when, learning, he was training, yeah. is, yes, when he's learning. And so I think I I'm 100 percent with you there. I think people can go into that kind of force meditation, and they're so caught the, the force caught is up. so is so strong. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we see it happen in the Last Jedi with Ray, right? Yep. Where you, she oh goes the that that dark the dark cave, and oh you went straight for it, you know.
1: And some people I think it's it's tough. You're in the force, right? Yeah. So let me okay. God dang it. I'm on a third tangent here. Let me Okay, okay. Well, here well, we go. well one more thing here, go ahead. okay? You know just, just uh, before
2: Ez gets real serious here, just let me get in one, one, you know, one, one kind of, one kind of question here. I mean, Anakin ignites his his lightsaber right over Padme to kill those freaking uh, space oh slug things, you know, what? and nobody yeah. ever talks about that. Yeah. So, can we just give Luke a little <laughs> bit of credit? Exactly. Okay? Yeah, I mean, how he, do we know? Yeah. how do we know that there wasn't, uh, you know, yeah, like, some, some thought there, some right? sort of a, assassin bug out there that he had to kill. Right. Just didn't show it. Doesn't mean it wasn't there. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, Padme didn't hold it against him. No, I don't.
1: Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, he was doing it. He ignited his lightsaber over her to protect her. I would almost argue. Exactly. Luke is, is, if anything, trying to protect Ben Solo. Okay. There we go. Because he's not actually, you you know, he's igniting that lightsaber against. He's igniting it against Kylo Ren. He's not, he's not igniting it against Ben Solo. So, so here's the thing. I'm going to take you to, uh, this is Legacy of the Force. I just pulled this off the shelf because I, I can, okay? Yeah, go, yeah, All absolutely. Right. <laughs> and it is a, it's a Legends book. And Chapter 1 starts like this. Coruscant. He doesn't exist. With those words spoken without any conscious thought or effort on his part, Luke Skywalker, set upright in bed, looked around at the dimly illuminated chamber... So, I'm only going to read, I'm, I'm, I'm getting chills because I know, I know what comes next. So, he sees someone who doesn't exist. This person doesn't exist, and I'm just going to spoil some of this. He doesn't exist because he truly, at this time when Luke has this vision, in the Force, this is a Legends book, the person who he sees does not exist. They have not yet turned to the dark side. But he saw them. You see where I'm going? You see what I'm saying? I do. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like I think when he's looking into, um, when when he's looking into Ben Solo there, the person he sees is Kylo Ren, and and, and he sees these evil acts, and so he ignites his lightsaber, and he it, it, as he comes back out of that, you can almost see him. Mark Hamill does such a great job with this, sort of like the shake, and he and he pulls back, and it's like whoa, I mean, oh my god, what what was happening? Now, what Ben saw in from from his perspective was, I mean, he's he's groggy, coming out of sleep, you know, he's he's just been essentially force probed so it's distorted a little bit and that sucks but there we are so oh my gosh man anyways so that that happens it is what it is he he has and, and really i don't think he even fights back versus um ben i i i don't think he fights back i don't think he you know he basically is just like you know he's telling him you know no ben wait and uh, right. and then boom he's just attacked and and all that uh takes place and it is what it is and so he's he's lost under this rubble. I think the sacrifice that he makes, like gosh man, to like how hard would it be to make the decision that he makes? Some people call it like cowardice. Oh he ran to octu and he and he hid. I don't think so. That's not the way I look at Luke Skywalker. Okay? He Me either. I mean I really think he was someone who who was who was epic and who went and and uh you know kind of went to preserve the order, he did what was right, he knew that by... And his whole thing is, if he cuts himself off from the Force, maybe he didn't think he was worthy because of that one moment, or maybe he didn't think he could do it again. He didn't think that he could do what was necessary, you know? Because when he comes back to Leia, in his mind, just like Yoda and Obi-Wan back in the day, they didn't see that Vader could be turned back to the light. They didn't see Anakin Skywalker in him anymore. And so I believe... Luke is also, maybe that's an age thing, maybe that's just something with the Jedi way, or they get jaded in some sense, but he cannot see any other way. And when he talks to Leia, he, he says, I can't bring him back. And I'm not here to do that. That's not that's not what I'm here to do. So he goes in and, let, so he's, he's retreated. He's cut himself off from the Force because he knows, and actually, Snoke even gives him credit. He, like, you know, he, he like... Basically, kind of saying like how wise Master Skywalker is, and that he's 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 almost you didn't give enough credit. Like he, this is surprising. Mm-hmm. He did this on purpose because he was forcing he was forcing the Force, if you will, to call upon someone else to awaken in someone else. My days are done. I can't do what the Force needs me to do. And actually, you still have a choice. He may not be willing to do what the Force is requiring him to do. If that makes sense. So anyways, I say all of that to get back to my first tangent, which is which is that the relationship between Luke and Ben Solo is something I hope I hope uh they explore in the Rise of Skywalker. I hope I've heard about flashbacks, maybe like a like a early training or him, you know, learning something. If even if I hear, you know, Kylo Ren come back and the whole Ben Dimption thing happens and and he steps back into the light and he tells Ray, or he passes on any tidbit of information or says, Master Skywalker once told me. I mean, I'm going to mm-hmm. literally lose my ever-living mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wait a second. he's He's not it's, not, it's no longer what his master Snoke, you know, told him, or Palpatine told him, or even what he thought was Vader, his grandfather. Even if he says, Anakin Skywalker taught me this, or Luke Skywalker taught me this, then let's, Go man that is what that is where it's at and and Ray can do that as well, but the person who's been there and who was with Uncle Luke for years and I don't know i I, I don't know if he went and and I haven't read force collect or uh, it's I think it's like the collector book that's out there now i I hadn't had a chance to read that, but there may be some nuggets in there that I'm missing, but it, it feels like he did journey around with Luke and he was Luke's apprentice I mean yeah, come on so I I want to see that. I want to know what it's like. I want to know. I, I would love to see a conversation between him and Luke. And even though we saw that already in the Last Jedi, and it, it, he was he wasn't speaking to Ben. He was speaking to Kylo. And right. so I want to see him speak to Ben. You know? Oh my God. Well, it's just
2: it's just like it's just like Luke talking to Darth Vader versus Luke talking to Anakin. Yeah. Right. Two different. It's two different. It's two different people. Right. I mean, even look at Anakin. Look at Anakin in episodes one and two and even three up until the point to where, I mean, he is just, by the time he starts fighting Obi-Wan, I mean, he's delusional. Sure. I mean, he killed, he basically kills Padme, but not really realizing what's going on. He's talking about my new empire from your point of view. You know, he said, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. It's like, dude, you literally just killed innocent children. Well, I shouldn't say they're innocent, you know, I mean, they were following (laughs) you. Anyway, that's, you know, uh, jokes aside, but, um, you know what i mean he's delusional he's delusional in that moment and so it's like from there on he's just he's darth vader and he's a he's a different is a different character
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think
2: the same thing can go for kylo ren
1: yeah yeah it could it it could so i i don't know those are you talk about epic moments and things and i think you're right like those are things that we want to see and we want we want to explore it and and um it's it's just stuff you kind of I, this it's the way i look at the last jedi and the way i look at like skywalker's journey and also i can't get over the title of this movie the rise of skywalker so that implies a great a good thing and i want to know right which freaking skywalker are we talking about is it all of them what's what's going on and i we, we don't have that much longer to wait and uh that, that's what's that's what's epic about it now
2: i still think it's c3 i still think it's c3 man yeah. he literally sets up this yeah. skywalker
1: he's rising yeah exactly he uh, yeah and he's the taking... Force
2: Awakens. Who wakes up? RTG two. Are they talking about the droids every time? Because right. I think
1: it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it might be. So, a um, couple more things here. This is just food for thought on these prophecies from Master and Apprentice. So, the first prophecy that you get is, "She who will be born to darkness will give birth to darkness," and that I think most people interpret that to be Leia. You know, she was born to Vader. She was born to mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker. Um, that she will also give birth to darkness as well, and that was a, you know, prophesied in Mastered Master and Apprentice. Now the one that's tricky, and if you if you look this up, uh, this has to do with the plot of the story, but it's prophecy number two. It's when the Kyber that is not Kyber shines forth, the time of prophecy will be at hand. So what's interesting is, is uh, oh my gosh, you've got uh, Sifydias, you've got uh, Duku. Um, Qui Gon Jinn. These guys are all kind of obsessed with the prophecies, and they're obsessed with prophecies that were made long ago. The time of prophecy um, has, has was was like a long a long time ago, and but this is one of those things that indicates when those ancient prophecies will start to take place. So if you had been looking, let's say a, a thousand years ago, you're you're looking you're, you're reading the prophecies, and you're like, okay, cool. I wonder if they're going to be around this time. Well. Prophecy number two, at least in the order of the book here, um, the Kyber that is not Kyber doesn't shine forth until literally in the Master and and Apprentice when this is something they kind of figure Mm -hmm. out and and they can use or whatever. But it's a huge plot point, so we won't go into much of that. Um, Something else here, prophecy three, when the righteous lose the light, evil, once dead, shall return. And this is probably talking about the chosen one and Palpatine rising. So when the when the righteous lose the light, um, yeah, it, it could refer to a lot of different things, but um, that's one you, you, that people can kind of, I don't know, you, you, you could take that in different different ways, I guess. But it feels like it fits into you know the first six films, right? Mm-hmm. the righteous yeah. lose like i mean yoda says we've lost it oh, like someone says um oh it was windy right um should we inform the senate that we've that we've lost senate our ability lost our ability yeah to use the force and yeah jesus what a r- joke, r- what a joke. <laughs> yeah so, like crazy so then the so, evil uh, once dead shall return and, and so there's that uh, let's just get through the rest of these uh this one sounds a lot like anakin so one will ascend to the highest of the jedi despite the foreboding of those who would serve with him uh so you know, you are on this council, uh, but we do not grant grant you the rank of master. Take a seat, young Skywalker. Jamie Christmas. I mean, what were they expecting? I mean, I don't, come on, dude. I
2: mean, they literally just shove him to Palpatine. They might as well just say, Here yeah, you go. Here you like, go, buddy.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It's a it's literally a joke. So Hell Okay, prophecy five here. Um This one, I think this is where they. this is kind of the chosen one prophecy. So this is just it's just just kind of written out Um, only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the order cleanse the sin done to the nameless. The danger of the past is not past, but sleeps in an egg. When the egg cracks, it will threaten the galaxy entire. When the force itself sickens, past and future must split and combine a chosen one shall come born of no father and through him will ultimate balance in the force be restored i mean jimmy christmas you know we can take that apart later but uh that's, exactly that's, right that's, that's so that so there they are that those are the the prophecies in uh master and apprentice really cool really cool stuff so
2: yeah right. i mean that last one i mean who are they talking about i mean
1: yeah really who who are I mean talking I
2: about? we don't we don't know who baby Yoda's dad is. No, we okay? have no no, uh, we have I'm no just clone. saying.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: okay. He could be a clone. Well, and so it, he would have hey, possibly
1: have no father. And who was the one who who told us, you know, a prophecy misread could have been? Yoda. Yoda says mm-hmm. that, right? So he's There's
2: the another. My son. Right, yeah. Okay. There is yeah, another. Exactly. <laughs> not not the son of Skywalker, but the son of Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh jeez! All right. Well, hey, um, we got another uh, transmission here from Max Wallace, or as he's calling himself, I believe, Random One here. Uh, Random One here from the Wisconsin sector, or Hoth, as we locals like to call it during the winter. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, we're from Ohio. It gets cold there, but not Wisconsin no, cold, right? My gosh, man. <laughs> well, I just know, you know, because I, you know, I don't really. Keep track of Wisconsin weather, except for, you know, like when I watch, you know, we watch football and we see what the Green Bay Packers oh, are yeah. playing. And sometimes sometimes they're playing like negative 40 wind chills. Yeah. That's, yeah. Ooh, hmm. Yeah. That's, no, nope. that's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so he says, I've recently started up playing X-Wing with my bro and I wanted a big ship. So I bought the ghost without knowing its backstory. After some research and watching Star Wars Rebels, I've come to love the ghost and her crew. She even made an appearance in Rogue One and has been spotted in the Rise of Skywalker trailers as well. My topic is um, to discuss which character or or factions you have accidentally stumbled upon that you just fell in love with. Random one out. May the force be with you. Uh, Real quick here, random one, just want to give you a shout out. Um, You know you live there in Wisconsin. You know, again, Wisconsin. Hey, you know, probably some cool people there, but you're going down.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, because okay, <laughs> yeah, we we bleed scarlet and gray here. Okay, <laughs> so no, just you know, just uh, just funny. just, you know, just anytime, you know, just kidding. It's, it's rare we it's rare we get people from Wisconsin. You know, I'm I could show some people from Wisconsin. I love good luck in the Rose Bowl. That's what I got to say. Yeah, there I, you I, go. We'll, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So so all right
1: here as.
2: Uh, some characters you've accidentally stumbled upon.
1: Yeah. So I guess one of the earliest ones that I stumbled upon would be Dengar. Like that was one way back in the day. It was more because of my cousins and going back and, and watching sort of that extended, um, what is it? Widescreen edition and hearing them talk mm-hmm. about all the little hidden gems. And that's where I really started to kind of, these were my cousins down in West Virginia and can, and Kentucky, you know, mind you. And, uh, it was it was great uh just going down there i had a cousin mark who would just work on you know models and and uh i mean he had all the star wars games and the books and i would go down there and i was like this is awesome he was a lot older than me and i was just like well, i cannot wait till i have my own money to, to get all this stuff and that was i used to think about that all the time and it was great because if he had an extra copy or of a book or something he'd give it to me um like, like he had a model of uh, like the Millennium Falcon, like a huge freaking one of the one of the original, you know, first like, uh, you know, model kits that came out and he worked on that thing. It was in such good detail and he wanted it looking weathered. I looked at the box I'm like it's not like the box, but he's like, no, but it's like the movie. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like this is cool. Um, but he was talking about the bounty hunters. He loved that aspect of Star Wars and kind of got me into Dengar a little bit. And so that was really cool. Um, and that was actually, so so that was after I got into like Ewoks. I've talked a lot about getting into Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor, and all that all that good stuff, and and why I'm so, you know, into that. I, I one thing I didn't know, and and just in some of my research and stuff that I, I stumbled across, um, the Ewoks cartoon, which is which is amazing. So I love that. Uh, droids is something I didn't know about. And so I, I I stumbled into that cartoon as well, and the comic book series that went with it. I actually uh, bought an omnibus, and we were thinking about maybe going through some of those those comics. And we've actually already we, I won't spoil it, but we have a special treat for after the rise of Skywalker when things kind of kind of mm-hmm. die down. We've got a little yeah, you guys are gonna little love something.
2: It. Uh, we've, we've, we, yeah, we're we're a couple. Uh segments i guess is the title i will say without really giving anything away yeah uh and and i think it's a pretty fun experience
1: yes yes so you know that's that's something i kind of uh stumbled into and i guess if you want maybe a little bit more i mean really hmm trying to think here i think i was i was really fascinated because i did because of that that same cousin i read the uh bounty hunter series and I, I learned a lot about just you know Boba Fett coming back and, and his and, and, and all of that cool stuff. And then even here recently, when I went back and I had never actually I'd read Legacy of the Force, um, I had read some of the Yuzen Vong series, you know, um, and I'd read a lot of Rogue Squadron, but I had never read read Fate of the Jedi, which is a which is a later kind of a book series. And let me tell you, if if Man, I, when when all of this Rise of Skywalker noise and everything's died down and it, things calm down and we we start looking ahead at like what's coming and what's good, what's next, I about March, hit me up. I will be back in that series, reading through it again, just because of all the all the neat little places you go, the different orders that are out there that use the Force, uh, the Baron Doe, and like all sorts of different you know like um, mind drinkers and stuff. Just really cool freaking stuff. And the, there's a tie-in with, like, Clone Wars that I didn't know was there. The, like, the Clone Wars animated series. So, so that was really neat. Um, trying to think of other little hidden, like, nuggets. I, I, they, I the, the one thing I'm not super strong in that I wish I knew more about, I guess, would be kind of the underworld. You know, I'm not, I've, mm-hmm. I've never been a huge fan of, like, I read the Bounty Hunter series, but I don't know a whole lot about their guild. And so, the Mandalorian being out is really cool to kind of, spark some interest in that, but then even some of those, like, oh, Black Sun, and Crimson Dawn, and, um, those different, like, criminal syndicates, those were things I didn't know a whole lot about, and I wanted to know, and I definitely wanted to know more of, so, you know, I guess that's, I guess that's, uh, I I could keep Mm -hmm. going, but I think, I think that's probably good. Yeah, well,
2: all right, (laughs) well, hey, I'll, I'll go, I have two, uh, specifically, and both come from video games, um. So, I think it's like 1996 was when the Nintendo 64 came out, and one of the biggest games early on was Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, and we were introduced to a new character, Dash Rendar, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Dash Rendar is, some people are like, oh, he's pretty much Han Solo. No, he's more like... <laughs> He's like a he's 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 bigger. He's he's tougher. Um, you know than, than Han Solo. Um, to me, I, I the name Duke Nukem is, is who comes to mind really when I try uh, try to try to think of somebody. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean Dash Rendar is great. And Shadows of the Empire, I've talked about it a lot. Uh, you know we've we I've listened to the audiobook like three or four times. Uh, we'll probably cover it at, at some point. You know, once Rise of Skywalker dies down. Sure. Um. But it's one of my favorites, and it's canon, man. You see mm-hmm. his ship in Star Wars, uh, Episode Four, uh, taking off from the Mos Eisley uh, spaceport. There, uh, when George Lucas went back in and added stuff. Uh, Shadows of the Empire, great game, great book. Um, and actually, I was doing some reading here just uh, while you were while you were talking because I wanted to bring it up Dash Rendar is actually mentioned in a canon book. No way, really? Yeah. Awesome. In uh, what is considered a canon book, uh, Dash Rendar is mentioned in the uh, kids' canon, okay? I don't uh-huh. care if it's kids or not. Yep. Journal book, Solo, a Star Wars Story, Tales from Vandor, okay? Wow. And it's like some sort of, it's like a journal. But I guess there's a little bit of writing in there, and Dash Rendar is mentioned. list lists all kinds of smugglers, gangsters, and pirates.
1: That's awesome. So but the, Dash yeah. Rendar is mentioned, so he's canon. So, Jeez, I mean, there you go. See, that is, gosh, that 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 is what sort of is mind blowing. Sometimes is like it depends on where stuff in the air quote EU kind of fell. Like I feel like stuff that fell in between four, five, and six, they're more likely to really say, okay, yeah, like that mm-hmm. that was going on, or you know, the stuff that was that was either written after. Uh, episode three, or it was just written much later. I think mm-hmm. that's the stuff they kind of like. I don't really know. That seems kind of crazy. But right. stuff that was going on in the early 90s, or even late 90s, I should say, uh, they seem more likely to be bringing back. It seemed to be more mm-hmm. sanctioned or more a part of Star Wars than some of the later stuff. That's just what I'm, I'm yeah, feeling. I and mean, also, so the later stuff was all, you know, Luke Skywalker. So what are you going to do?
2: Exactly. So now let's go into. Uh, Now let's go into a little bit of legends about Dash Rendar, okay? Mm -hmm. This is straight up from Lando Calrissian from Shadows of the Empire. He doesn't want to owe anybody. Doesn't want anybody to owe him. He works for whoever pays him the most. He's downright magic with anything that flies, and he can pick wingnuts off a tabletop with a blaster without scorching the finish. He's a good man to have at your back as uh, when the going gets hot as long as your money lasts. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Okay, Dash Rendar, very much like Kyle Katarn, two great EU characters added in the 90s. Uh, Love them both. I think they're both great additions. Now, the other character, Mm -hmm. again came from a video game uh, that really kind of like blew my mind, and I was like, who is this? And I had to go do some research back in the 90s on old dial-up internet uh, <laughs> that you could connect to while you're traveling through hyperspace, because you certainly have enough time. Sure. Uh, would be Mara Jade. So yes. Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi for the PlayStation 1. We've talked about it a little bit. Widely considered one of the worst video games ever made, because it is. <laughs> it's a fighting game, and... Uh, you can unlock Mara There's like challenges, and you can and you can unlock her. But the way that I was introduced to her is you beat the game as Luke Skywalker. You beat the game as Luke Skywalker. You unlock Darth Vader. You beat the game as because Darth Vader is the final boss, right? So if you play through as Darth Vader, you get to the end. Well, you don't fight Darth Vader. You fight this. I was like, who is this? And it's a girl, and she's got a purple lightsaber. So this is way before Mace Windu lit up a purple lightsaber because. In some of the early PlayStation, um, or excuse me, the Episode 1 video games like Star Wars Episode 1 and, well, actually, I don't know if you get to play as Mace Windu in Episode 1, but in Jedi Power Battles, which is also the story of Episode 1, there's two games, both on the PlayStation, both tell the story of Episode 1. Yeah. One, Star Wars Episode 1 is complete trash, and two, Star Wars Jedi Power Battles, which is phenomenal and infinitely better, uh, you can play as Mace Windu, but he uses a blue lightsaber. So that's 1999. We're talking 1997, way before the prequels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, who, why does she have a purple lightsaber? Because back when I was a kid, I thought that the different lightsaber colors were more powerful than the others. Because you're just a kid and you're watching it for the first time. Like, I, for the longest time, thought that, oh, Luke got a green lightsaber because he was a Jedi. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, oh, he became a Jedi. Sure. You just, and the, when you become a Jedi, you get a green lightsaber. Because mm-hmm. then in episode one, Qui-Gon Jinn, who's the Jedi master, has a green lightsaber. And I know you could be like, well, Obi-Wan was a Jedi and he had one. But, I, you know, I was a kid. I wasn't focused on Obi-Wan. I was focused on Luke. All right? Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, so I was like, well, how does she get a purple lightsaber? So, I had to do some research and, you know, back in the day on dial up internet. And it was like, okay, well, I guess there's there's more lightsaber colors than just that. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Man, man, that is awesome. So, okay, some interesting stuff on that because I think I want to, you know, just we're talking legends here, tie it back in. Um, Her first appearance was in a book series I've mentioned, which is Heir to the Empire. And Mm -hmm. Timothy Zahn essentially created her. And I think that's that series was such a good. Series. So that was 91. And then, as you said, 97 is when that's her first game. As you say, like, she's brought into that game there. Um, Mm -hmm. But it, because she was such a beloved character. I mean, so Mm -hmm. awesome. And this ends up being someone that, you know, spoiler. I guess not spoiler. I don't know. Luke marries her. Jiminy Christmas. Do you ever think
2: we'll see, do you ever think we'll see her in,
1: in, now canon? Dude, there's no way. Unless they literally, there's some secret. So I I think this is wishful. I have to see the Rise of Skywalker before I am. if she's in Rise of Skywalker and she's freaking uh, Zoria Bliss or something. I'm gonna lose my ever living mind. And, I, and I'm actually because
2: okay. it, it, she's just. I mean, a lot of the extended universe characters are. I don't want to say they're not. They're they're right. You could like you can write them off. Right. Yeah. And then I think there's a lot of characters that are bigger characters that you can look at and say, well, we can introduce them in a new way, like Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think you there's tons of room to write in Kyle Katarn. I think you could, heck, you could write in Kyle Katarn in The Mandalorian if you wanted to. Yeah, sure. I think he'd be he'd be the perfect character for like season oh. three or four of The Mandalorian. Oh my God. Um, but Mara Jade is just a character that is so big. Yes. And so, like uh, Jason Janisola, they're out like yeah, you, well, you, but, you've yeah hold on though so, like, so the way
1: yeah but, but look they've been they've been transformed into what could be Ben and Rick.
2: exactly i mean yeah exactly they, yeah so there's like i we may not get them like that but yeah. Mara Jade is such a specific character that i just there's i just don't see any way like maybe after episode uh 9 comes out they will go back and they will add in through books some sort of Mara Jade character but i just find it hard to believe that they would let that character sit on the shelf
1: forever. Yeah. That, that, okay. And so what I was thinking, so two things you, you said, uh, well, so let's finish up on Mara Jade here, but, uh, she, to me is, she's epic. She's awesome. Like they, they compare her to princess Leia and she was someone in the books that you could really, th- th- her and Leia become friends and, you know it's it, it just a, such a great story what you could do is let's say Luke did fall in love during those years and actually in Legends he fell in love well I fell in love with but he had several different potential lovers right. um exactly which was interesting And then he ultimately ends up with Mara Jade it, I, I could see them doing something you know before you get to the Rise of Scout or even uh, The Force Awakens before he goes out and you know, And hiding. And hiding. Or maybe he decides, hey, I need to build a temple, and I need to do this thing. And during that time, maybe he was with someone named Mara Jade, and she says, you know what? I just can't live that lifestyle. And she goes mm-hmm. her own way. Well, who knows? Maybe there was some secret Skywalker child uh, that he didn't know about. Right. right. Well, it's not Rey, he, she, but it could be someone else.
2: I don't even think he would have to have a kid, but I do think, imagine the the impact it could have that if Luke does find love in Mara Jade, that him igniting his lightsaber over Ben Solo also costs him that. And it just adds like even if it was just told in a book and mm-hmm. it, and it, you know we don't see it on screen but it's just something that also adds in a little more weight to him uh you know igniting the lightsaber over Ben losing Ben um turning himself off the force and also potentially losing yes yeah, so- you know, a love a love interest like it's it's that much it's you make that decision so you mean like maybe yeah, she was
1: killed like she was killed in the temple no oh. what I'm
2: saying is like maybe he has this relationship with her but he is like you know I have to I have to leave and oh she's like, Where I see you're going. He's yes. like, I can't you know what I mean and it's just kind yes. of like a farewell but it's just another thing that just adds more weight yeah to that to decision. that to that to that decision and so you could tell it in a book and you know, I think you'd please a lot of people you'd introduce a, a character that you could really expand upon I mean right now is the era of let's make great strong female characters and star wars well is there uh, is there a more strong kind of female like character that you already have tons of content on and people already know who it is I mean Ray's new you have to build her up um, I mean Mara Jade is like gosh it's like plug and play really I mean for Disney you can just punch her right in
1: there and tell yeah. tons of great stories it's, it's actually really surprising to me that they didn't like create an avenue where she could exist because right now the way we look at it, it's very hard to fit her in. It's it's very difficult right. to see where that would take place, unless it's that again that gap, and maybe something happened. Maybe she did die, or maybe he, he did have this thing going on. But w- what's crazy is if you had a character like Mara Jade who actually lived on and was like in a separate part of the galaxy, doing something, or you know maybe does have an uh, like an infant son. Who knows? I don't know. But it would be crazy to think there's one more person just like I, when I think of Ben Solo, and he can pass on what Skywalker taught him, you know, she's someone, she would be another character who who had been around him and knew his mind and could retell those stories about how great he was and the great deeds that he did. Because, dude, in 30 years, people can just tell, by the way, I'm a total Luke Skywalker fanboy. I just love Luke Skywalker. And it's just like, I I, I want to see, so whether it's through Mara or, um, you know, Ben or whoever, I, I, I want to know more about him and his life and the Skywalker family. I'm obsessed with the Skywalker saga, okay? So, when you say, like, the, there's a chance to have Mara Jade, let's go! That's what I want. Or just more people connected, or that 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 that, um, that bloodline being strong and, and stuff. And it's also like, I've, I've heard people kind of say, well, okay, that's, this arc needs to end and then Star Wars needs to move on past the name of Skywalker. No. I, it can, that's fine, it probably will, okay? But, you could also just have another young Skywalker that people fall in love with. You know, it doesn't. Ha- it's just like, I think that would also be equally cool. So, anyways, that's. I just had to put this in here. By the way, Timothy Zahn's favorite characters are Mara Jade and Thrawn. Straight up. Those are his two favorite characters. He said it numerous times, and he has said numerous times that he would love to write more material for those characters. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, again, I definitely think that there are characters. You know, like you could turn, you could easily turn Kira into Mara Jade if you wanted. Or, yeah, I mean, that could be her Sith name. Like if she goes even further into the Crimson Dawn, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that would put her roughly around, I mean, Han Solo, I think Luke's born in like 19 BBY or something like that. And I think Han Solo's a little bit older than him. I think Han Solo's about like 10 years older than Luke, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, right. And so that would make Kira roughly, I mean, she's probably a little bit younger um, than, than than Han's. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. So she's just a little bit older than Luke, which would be right, you know, perfect. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, she would be a character. She already, she's obviously already trained in some you know some sort of martial arts. She knows she's dealing with Sith, with Darth Maul. Um, and that would be a cool way, if you ever did want to make Solo 2, whether it takes place before, Yeah. Uh, episode four or even some story afterwards where he runs into her after he's already been with leia um and you you know or you want to bring her into the mandalorian and she runs you know runs across him there i think that would be a cool way to take if you did want to take a character that people already kind of like and possibly turn her into somebody else right um you could do that and i think that'd be like a a cool a, a cool way of doing it or you introduce a brand new character but I mean, yeah. again, either way, I think there, there's, there's definitely a lot of avenues into introducing Mara Jade. She doesn't have to be alive by the time Ray, you know, Ray and everybody else comes around. Uh, she could be; doesn't really matter. But I mean, there's certainly ways to do it. I think Kyle Katarn, again, another character you could introduce. Dash Rendar is canon fact. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you could expand you could expand on him a little bit, but I imagine actually that we're going to kind of go back to that golden age of of Star Wars books following episode 9 cuz I think Disney's going to I know that they're talking about oh, we're movies and movies and movies. Yeah. I think Disney with the strength of Mandalorian and Disney Plus and possibly more TV shows, I think if I'm Disney, I might sit back a little bit, sure, and be like, "Hey, we're we got TV going like you I mean it's it's going it's going really well. Let's like really think about this these movies before we start pushing these out.
1: Yeah. And it would be nice to see like uh like as you said that golden age where you have like a 6-7 book series that comes out and it's like holy cow, they're really telling an adventure here and this is one big epic campaign that is told in seven novels. I would I would be in. I would be totally in. Uh and and that would be cool. I hope they do something like that. And yeah, so I don't know, man. I think that's cool, and you're right. It doesn't. Ha- her name doesn't have to be Mara Jade, actually. You know, it, no. It, it you c- it could be
2: anything you want. Yeah, I I w- I would totally give her the name Mara Mara Jade, but that that could be her. Sure. It, it could doesn't be. her 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 actual name doesn't have to be Mara Jade, but if you want to give her that as her say Sith name, right? Or, or yes, yeah, so, somehow you, then you could do that, to- right?
1: to To make it to let us know to keep to cue in, hey guys, you know we're doing our own thing, but we also throwing you a bone here. Or we're making this work or something. But they might be going with this direction where like the Jedi don't have attachments still or something. You know, it seemed it seemed like Luke was mm-hmm. dead set on like it seemed like Master Skywalker was still in the old Jedi code and that attachments were forbidden and and he hadn't moved on to like a new. Jedi Order. That's the big thing in, in Legends books is that they moved on to like a new Jedi Order. Um so unless Rey establishes that, it seems like Luke was operating under that. And maybe that's also why nothing comes of it. Maybe there is a Mara Jade, but it just nothing he he he's kinda, kinda like Obi Wan, uh and Obi Wan had a little, you know, relationship with um, you know, a Mandalorian and and maybe he just is, you know, I don't know, it's against the code, so he he decides not to to go with it. So Yeah. Just just mm-hmm. kinda Interesting. Um, one more thing, because you said something, you said, um, talk about the Mandalorian. You said, what if Kyle Katarn showed up? And yeah. whether it's him or not, could you imagine, who else should we give Baby Yoda to for crying out loud? Like, you know what I'm saying? Could you freaking imagine if they walked, if they walked freaking Mark Hamill... You know, I don't care if they de age him or whatever. If they mark him, I, I, I would lose my mind. They walk, or even it's just like a silhouette of him and it's his voice, and you just see him handing this baby Yoda over to a Jedi Master. Get, get out of here, man. That would be cool. That would be so cool. So, I don't know. Whether it's Kyle Katarin or, or Master Skywalker or whatever, there would be a huge tie in, a huge connection there, and that would be. Really cool to to think about and explore later on. Oh, I would love. I I, I hope we see. A I do. I mean,
2: I do think during the Mandalorian we will see. Well, I mean, we may have already possibly seen a Jedi in Baby Yoda, but I do think it's possible we would see like you know like a like a full grown
1: yeah Jedi yeah yeah for sure. That'd be that'd be awesome. That would blow my mind. I mean, again, they don't want to take away the, from the focus of this is a bounty hunter. This is a Mandalorian you don't really want to steal his thunder you want it to be a story about him so they might not do that but it would be cool if they did and it wasn't grandiose and it was just real a quick nod or whatever also sometimes in in uh comparison like if he has a fight with a young jedi knight who was trained by Luke Skywalker you know and he came mm-hmm. to collect this baby but he does he's not he needs to test him and make sure he's truly a jedi you could then show off your mandalorian you could show that he is mm-hmm. he's an absolute boss so mm-hmm. that would be kind of cool yeah i know yeah so All right.
2: Well, hey, man, we got a couple more transmissions here. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this is is good. Let's get these rolling here from Lady Irene Montana. She is a uh, listener to us over on Bend the Knee. So while watching Chapter 3 of The Mandalorian, I had an idea about what planet The Mandalorian might have come from. I'm not sure if people are talking about this in the group yet, but I've decided to start my Internet blackout until the rise of skywalker as i believe i may have been spoiled for one part of the movie already probably from that episode we 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 said but but i will be listening to the podcast but will steer clear of all social media until after i see the movie the mandalorian refers to himself as a foundling which seems to mean orphan which could mean he may not be a mandalorian by birth but was adopted into their tribe from a different planet I admit I didn't I don't know much about Mandalorian culture but when I see the flashbacks he has about being hidden by people who I assume were his parents one thing keeps jumping out at me and that is the color of the robes they're all wearing which are all red it makes me wonder if he could possibly be from Jeddah, and his parents were guardians of the Wills, or maybe just devoted worshippers at the temple before the Empire decided to mine the place for Kyber crystals. For those who don't know, Jeddah is the planet Jin Erso visits in Rogue One, where she meets former Wills guardian uh, Blaze and Churrit. And when we know the guardians of the Wills wore simple red robes to represent their order. I don't know much about the Guardians of the Wills beyond this, so I don't know if they have a presence on other planets besides Jedha, but as of right now, I am convinced that the Mandalorian family has something to do with that order. We see in Chapter 2 that Baby Yoda helps the Mandalorian by using the Force. True, the Force hasn't exactly been forgotten since the days of the Old Republic, so most people could probably put two and two together if they saw such a display, but it makes me wonder if maybe the Mandalorian's early education, possibly by people like Blaze and uh, Emwe, uh, never really left him and may be a, uh, play a part in the way he decides to go back for baby Yoda. I know the evidence is pretty thin, so I would love to hear what you guys think, Lady Irene.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good thought. I mean, people have, I, I think one of the things, too, we even said in, I don't know if this was chapter 4 or not, but he talks about how they took me in, as if like he was not one of them beforehand. So mm-hmm. they being the tribe and Mandalorians, I guess I I don't know. And again, I've I've wondered, are there multiple tribes of Mandalorians? This is just all one tribe. I mean, I'm not sure what the way is, but I'm you know I believe they're going to tell us, and we're going to see it. So it would be a really cool connection. It would be a really great tie-in if if uh, he were from Jeddah and had been evacuated, and his his uh, family was a part of the Guardians of the Wills. That would be really cool, and you almost wonder if he suppressed some of those memories, or maybe he does know more about, I don't know, the Force, or just even understands the significance of this child, and its species, and everything, I and mean, maybe he maybe he does know some of that, and, and is kind of, uh, you know, because if you're trying to assimilate, you're trying to be a part of the Mandalorian culture, you're not going to be talking about all the stuff that you learned uh, while in the Order of Guardians. You're not going to be... Mm-hmm talk about the stuff on Jeddah or, or thinking about it that was a bad time for you that was' an, that was a terrible time where the Empire came in and they they you know killed his family it looks like so it definitely is possible and I do see the 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 connection there and just in the robes and what people were wearing and even just like when you look at the the like the planet like the dusty sort of like backdrop and uh, that looks like it could be it it definitely could be a thing for sure so yeah yeah, and also you don't have to be you know, Chirrut is is force sensitive and, and obviously very mm. in tune with, with all of that. You know, and Blaze at one point was also very devoted and he still is devoted, but I think he's started to kinda of question, right? Uh but a guy like him doesn't he doesn't have a lot of that like that force sensitivity, but he was still there. He was a guardian. He was he was one of those who, you know, protected the Khyber and and uh um the the temple. So it was yeah, it would be really Really cool. So that's a great thought, uh, Lady Irene. Love it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. Um, I mean, it's
2: it's it's definitely possible. You know, we we I, I think as we progress a little bit further, you know, in this in this last episode, he talked. We got a little bit about, um, you know, I wasn't much older than them, and then we see him actually take his helmet off. Obviously, not in front of anybody. So I do think probably by the end of season one, we'll get we'll definitely know. A little bit more about him You know as 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 we as we Progress I think we'll probably Know what planet he's from By the by the end of season One I think yeah. I think that I Think Friday's episode is Going to be huge by the way um, yes. or today's episode if we if We post this on Friday sure um, Because you know this it's a It's an eight episode season And Dave Filoni the series Creator writer uh, is the one Who's doing this episode you Know a lot of people are like oh, "This light episodes just Kind of filler I was like "Ah, That's good you know it's You'll have that in a in a, in a series um, I don't know if it was really filler I thought it was great but yeah um, so I think this next episode is gonna be big it's gonna set the stage for the next four episodes mm-hmm. for the you know the the second part the second half of, of the season so I agree. who knows what who knows what we're gonna find out in this episode but I think it's gonna be big I think I think it'll be another big big swing yeah so
1: yep agreed totally <sighs>
2: so okay all right uh, last transmission here this is from Um Amy, Go- uh, Gauss. Oh, you know I can never pronounce. I, I always forget what her, how you pronounce her name. She is also a listener to um, on 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 bend the knee. Lady um, Amy, she says, yeah. but Lady Amy, proprietor of R two series astromech droids. <laughs> so, hey Matt and Ezra, may the force be with you. I have to say, I found you guys through Bend the Knee when season eight ended, which is just Game of Thrones. I took a time to mourn and grieve, uh, and found myself immersed in Wheel of Time. I got to book four and needed a small break just in time to celebrate the Mandalorian coming out and walked into Hyperspace Hangout to find out that the Horn of Valyr is coming. (laughs) You guys, thank you for satisfying my geeky soul. Uh, You provide amazing content discussions and thought-provoking theories and questions. I cannot thank you enough. Okay, but on to Star Wars here. I wanted to uh, first say that I think... It was in the Snoke episode where one of you went into a discussion about how Kylo Ren may come to the realization that he was uh, wrong in his path of life, how that realization was ultimately uh, forced him to make a decision for the future, how he can come to terms with it and what he will do with it. And uh, woo, did that resonate with me on a personal level? I swear you guys are in tune. That is why I connect with Star Wars, because there is a human side to it as well. So thank you for pointing that out um another observation i had and i'm not sure it was discussed and i apologize if it has and i could be wrong in the mandalorian did the jawas have red eyes i thought they were yellow in the films are they sith jawas that's what i said (laughs) thank you okay she says thank you to us i'm saying thank you to her for one listening to us on every platform Mm -hmm. as well i'm there man there's first of all when the mandalorian shoots them they disappear i think they're jedi well, okay, say, or yeah. for or Force users. They just, I mean, those things are gone. They're right? gone, yes. But then in Episode 4, you know, when they, they, C-3PO is
1: throwing those dead bodies onto the fire. So, what's going on there? Exactly. Well, here's something for you. So, as she says, you know, did they have red eyes? You know, are they Sith Jawa? I think if you look at that, the difference is, you know, when Obi-Wan becomes one with the Force, his robes are still there, right? Right. Those, that's what th- I'm those saying. Those jawel robes are gone, man. So maybe that's yeah, the They're gone, right? <laughs> it may be, yeah. Uh despite the disintegrations and everything. Yeah. No, that's 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 interesting. And I, I we did talk about uh Kylo Ren having that sort of um you know, what if he does have that realization moment where he realizes mm-hmm. he's been on the wrong path and how does he deal with that? What is that going to, you know, cause inside of him and seeing him process that and and make make amends? I mean, could you? Ah, oh, dude, Adam Driver is such a good actor to the point where. Oh my could god, he is.
2: He is. He is by far the best. Oh, the, like the shining star of of yes. this this trilogy. Yes. I mean it's it's not even close. I mean, you can go back and the, the prequels. You can be like, well, they have two different characters playing Anakin right. and Obi Wan, and it's like really kind of hard to pick. Like, oh, he, he's kind of my favorite because they. Kind of shine the light on everybody, sure. And four, five, and six. I mean, it's mainly Luke, but then you've also got Han and, and everybody. I mean, this one's like not even close. I mean, yeah. it's Adam Driver. It's not even close.
1: Right, right. But uh, so, so picture this for a second. You know, we talk about we, we've mentioned it before, Ben Demption, and, and and what it's going to look like, and, and how maybe it, it could go down. If he starts to have some of this, and maybe Ray's bringing some of this um, redemption out in him, and he's starting to come back mm-hmm. down this this path and being drawn back to the light side. I could you imagine? like, a Ben Solo who has just newly come back, or maybe, like, whether he's newly come back or he's on the verge of it, and he sees his father. Let's say Luke has the ability to bring Han Solo back for a moment, and could you see him, like, just crying and saying, like, I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry for, you know, what I did. And, and you know, and just really, like, taking it in and saying, I mean, saying all the things, like, I, I don't think they would make it this epic... He steps back in, he's an ultimate hero all of a sudden. I think it's sort of a like a broken hero, but one who is sort of like I there is much I must do to redeem myself. There are many things. I, I must carry a great I will do whatever it takes. I mean, dude, that would be that would be insane to see him really struggling with that and just going back and forth and being torn apart. That's what he says to Han Solo. I'm being torn apart. Right, that scene, man, right before he kills Han Solo. I mean, that is intense, and like
2: you can you can see like the light changing and everything, and it's it's no, it's a really it's a really good scene. It is it is it is a really good scene again. That's there's just too much buildup of his turn. Yeah, yeah, to the light side. I mean, (laughs) the fact that again, I still go back to that line in Episode Seven. I struggle with the light side, Mm -hmm. right? I, I struggle. And that, to me, is is the key indicator that that he's going to turn to the light side. He's it's going to be the opposite. It's going to be it's going to be the opposite of Anakin, right? It's like that pendulum is you know okay, you go from light pushes to dark, right, and then kind of and then kind of pushes back, and then you know we're back, and it's gonna, that's how it's going to go. I think it's well, going to push
1: to the other side. Well, like what's crazy is we have seen a lot of people who are drawn in, and even when you read. In the Legends books, like you look at Revan and things like that. Actually, actually Revan is a unique story in that like he, he does have this great journey back right. to the light side. And Revan makes this, just a quick little connection here to to, to Legends and EU, his, his arc and his journey, the suffering that he goes through, by the way, great suffering to sort of redeem some of the terrible things that were, and, and part of his turn to the dark side is is also not his fault. Um, right, right. There's still choice in it, but anyways, it's it just sort of. I see a lot of parallels between he and Darth Revan, and I think that's interesting. Right. But
2: I just, find, I just find that weird, dude. Because I remember playing Knights of the Old Republic, and I, I just remember killing everybody left and right. He seemed pretty Sith to me. I guess <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I guess, yeah, what were we missing? I, yeah. I guess I must have played a different version of that game yeah, than you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or I guess there's just different ways you can play it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: jeez. No man, yeah. It, so I I just think it's 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 neat to think about what that struggle would look like. And you know what would you say? I mean, right, Matt. So you you come back. You've killed your father. You you held off on on the whole situation with your mother. And you were you had the your your finger over the trigger. You faced down your uncle Luke. You know, Ray was there, and she's special. She means something to you. And by the way, according to the trailer, he does know who she is. So that's is he lying again? What's what's going on? Um, mm-hmm. But he's, he's, I mean, who does he have in his life? It, uh, like, what, what does he have? Who do you have to share these things with? Like, when you go to the dark side, that's, like, it's just power, and then you just you sit and you, you're, you I don't know. Like, it's it's just a weird thing. You don't have any of that companionship or any of the things that he, and again, maybe some of that stuff was missing early in his life, and that's sort of why he turned to the dark side. But, gosh, I can just, I, I, I can honestly just see Adam Driver staring at Harrison Ford and them having an, a, a moment uh, where he says, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then Harrison Ford, you know, Han Solo says, I know. You know? Yeah. That you, know so you know what I'm well, saying? Well, again,
2: you know, we, we talked about the idea of possibly not really Han Solo Force Ghosts, but, you know, maybe a hallucination or something, which I think sure. would be. Here's the thing. OK, let me just say something. All right. Mm-hmm. The thing I think we need to remember is One, as George Lucas has said over and over again, these are meant for kids. And two, Disney now owns Star Wars. Mm -hmm. If you think this is going to have a sad or unhappy ending, you are grievously, generally grievously mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Right. I've been on Disney Plus left and right. And, okay, let me tell you, everything ends happily. All right? I watched yep. Frozen. I watched Toy Story 3. Yep. I watched, uh, you know, 101 Dalmatians. King Arthur. Wa- I mean, i just yep. King Arthur. Okay? And right. then I've, I've been watching all the Avengers stuff. It all has a happy ending. Yes. Okay? Yep. Star Wars. There is no, there is zero chance that this ends and it's like everyone dies. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just right. not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen.
1: No, no, but I mean, there'll be some strife along the way. There'll be some some. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's gonna be some turmoil. There's gonna be
2: there's gonna be some strife. But I mean, the percentage chance that ray is dead zero. Zero percent chance. Percentage chance that Kylo Ren's dead zero. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Yeah, I just, I I mean, I'd say I'd say like one, because I just think, well, you know, if they. I just don't think it's, he sacrifices himself for Rey or something. Sure. But again, I you know what we talked about is the idea of Anakin excuse me a- Force Ghost Anakin talking to Kylo Ren, no, now you have the chance because I think that Snoke, you know, possibly being a puppet, you know, through mm-hmm. through Palpatine, whatever, um it was Palpatine talking to him. Palpatine's been the one talking to him. Well, it's going to be Anakin. Mm-hmm. All right. Anakin's going to shine through in the, at the end and be like, I think you were you were you were a little mistaken here, buddy. And I want you to have I mean, Anakin's whole story, Anakin's whole arc is family. Yeah. His yep. whole his whole arc is family. What Whether, you know, not wanting to leave his mom and then getting to Coruscant and being, you know, I'm cold, sir. You know, I miss my mother, sir. Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm.
2: And well, that's bad. You know, and then the, the, the and then Obi Wan being like a brother to him, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, or, you know, and sometimes father. He, he says, he says both. And then Padme. And then Luke. Mm hmm. You know, I mean, that's his whole arc is family. Yes. And so, then, yeah. yep. It, now his, it's his. his it's his. It's the struggle for his grandson. Absolutely, there is zero percent chance. Yeah, that he does not intervene in some way and do something. And now he, his grandson, could have the life that he wanted. Sure, which was you know to be with Ray. Yeah, and create you know a better place in the galaxy.
1: Yes, for sure. You know, here's something, and we we I know we did this. I think on a Patreon episode or something like that. Uh, we we actually just updated. We got a couple episodes up there on Patreon, so you guys should definitely check that out. But we did um, a quick little thing, and I think it, it's worth mentioning here. I mean, what is? I mean, you go ahead and tell us, Matt. What is the biggest problem in the galaxy? I mean, according to Shmi, I mean, the biggest problem in the galaxy. Um, People just
2: don't want to help each other. Yeah. Yeah. People just don't want to help each other.
1: Right. And and you it's know, that's what it's, she. it's what she it's told what she Anakin. Says. Yeah, and Anakin so she reminds them Anakin. that yeah.
2: Mom, you say that you know the biggest problem in this galaxy is no one wants to help anyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean yeah. they, so it's it, that's that's who he is. He's a family man. He wants to help, okay? That's what I that's what I know. Mhm. So, he'll he'll be back. He'll he'll, he will he'll, be. he'll, he'll be there to help.
2: Anakin'll be back to help, okay? Also, well, as as we're closing here, can I just can I just throw in one joke? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I saw it on Twitter. Somebody was posting it, but I, I was looking up Star I I'm always just looking up Anakin Youngling memes. You know? Because yeah. you never know which ones <laughs> yeah, are out right. there. And I have to go find the episode, but I guess there's an episode of the Clone Wars where Anakin is training Ashoka and they're talking about like um him having to train the the Younglings. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like in the temple. And he's like He's he's talking about like how how awful that training session go because he would probably kill them all. Yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> I, I have to go. I, I have to go find it. Yeah.
1: I, I have to go find it. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really. It's a, yeah. I it, it was crazy that they threw it in there, but it, it, yeah, it happened <laughs> and it's canon. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it is yeah. canon because he
2: definitely kills them. But um, yeah. So Jeez. anyway. Yeah. I mean, thank you, uh, you know, Lady Amy there, proprietary of the. Uh, she's R two Astromech, you know, droid. She she's a collector. So.
1: It's awesome. That's freaking sick.
2: Yeah, we 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 appreciate it. So, guys, you know this is just so much fun. Another day, just hanging out in hyperspace. You know, you, you could listen to this episode, and you still wouldn't be at the edge of the galaxy. We got a ways to go.
1: No, heck, no, man. We yeah, we got a ways to go actually. So yeah, we yeah, the galaxy is a big place. Okay, so that's that's why you mm-hmm. got uh, it's why you have a, a hyperdrive. Okay, it's true.
2: <laughs> it it's true. So. so. Uh, All right. Well, uh, we want to thank you guys for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we'll be discussing Mandalorian Chapter 5.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. So this uh, we either have dropped on Thursday or Friday there. But uh, yeah, we're excited to to discuss that. Uh, If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling
2: through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops.